Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Mm, I love that. Sometimes I you know, get so used to hearing my intro, I don't really listen to it, but we do have a fascinating mind on today. I'm really excited uh, for our show today, for our Spotlight show. This is somebody who I've been trying to get on my show. I think I've been trying for a couple of years now to get you down here, like actually like live in the studio, you and me just doing a show again. But uh, you finally made it. Hey, I figure if I came up with a name for the show, I should probably at least show up one time. <laughs> That's right. So I'm really excited. Hey, Diane's just joining us. Diana is uh, on Facebook right now. Uh, Diane, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Diane later in the show. But I want to introduce a very special guest today, um, Mr. David Fagan, coming <laughs> all the way from uh, here in Arizona. You live about half an hour away from the studio. So yeah. glad you could could yeah. make it can make it down here. So, um, so what I'm really excited about today to have you here and to uh, be be featuring you on the show uh, for for several reasons. But one of those is just the the work and the help that you've been able to give to me personally. But before we get into all of that, I want to do what I always do with all my guests, and I want to give you permission to brag about yourself. So you have full permission to brag about yourself. And trust me, if you don't do a good job, I'm going to jump in there. So um, so I would love for you to share some of your greatest accomplishments. The greatest accomplishments? I oh, know. geez. <coughs> Um, I know you got to clear your throat. There's a lot of accomplishments coming. No, I'm sure everybody likes it when you say what everyone's uh, greatest accomplishments are. But um, you know, one of the things that I think that we talk a lot about is having great mentors, having great coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had some amazing mentors and I've had some amazing coaches, but I've also had some great clients. Mm-hmm. And how many people out there realizes that a lot of their success really depends on how well their clients do. And so, you know, one of the things that I love to talk about is the success stories of my clients. Um, Working with you, for example, when I met you in Mm -hmm. 2015, you're living in Idaho, population 5,000, you know, mom of four, uh, running family foot reflexology, uh, you know, and and look at you now, right? We did a brand, (laughs) we did a website, (laughs) had you on my cable TV show, uh, got you your own cable TV show, you know, did the book with you, mm-hmm. Soul Intuition, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, started booking you on a lot of stages, get you on my event. And now here I am on your show, right? <laughs> I, Spotlight. I that. So That's right. It comes, you know, comes full circle. Right. Well, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, <clears throat> my personal journey that I have with you. But before we get into that, before my personal journey I have with you, you have had quite the personal journey. You're known as the, the icon coach and, and you help people to be able to become icons in their industry. And that's why I originally hired you. But um, how did you get to that point? Did you just wake up one day and think, oh, my gosh, I want to help people be icons? How did you how did you get to that point? Where did your career start? And how did you get to the point where this is what you became passionate about doing? Well, in second grade. (laughs) Thank you. I was hoping you could go clear back to when you were born, please. My teacher said, David, talking will get you nowhere. And at that point, I decided I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, No, I, uh, you know, I was always fascinated with um, being able to inspire action. You know, those aren't the words I would have used early on in my life. But how do you inspire action in others? How do you inspire action in every audience? 
And, you know, I got out of school in the 11th grade and um, moved out on my own when I was 16, 17 years old. And that's kind of crazy because, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and people that are really successful that I talk mm-hmm. to that, you know, high school wasn't for them. Right. You know, but you were able to. to yeah, school wasn't for me either. And one of the things I realized is, one, I looked really young. I looked like I was probably 13 years old uh, at 18, uh, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. You know, I still looked really young. You still and look then, like you're 20 years old. <laughs> oh, stop, stop. Uh, <laughs> and then in, in addition to that, you know, I didn't have a fancy education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really had to learn, well, why are people going to listen to me? How do I get mm-hmm. people to listen to me? You yeah. know, how, why are they going to take my advice? And so, you know, I started really studying and reading and going to a lot of seminars and events and really learned how to kind of customize my education. Right. And I learned that, you know, there are language patterns, you know, there are ways to preface things and position things and posture things. And these things, you know, uh, can create a perception of value in, in the advice that you have and the opportunities that you can create. And so I just kind of became a student, you know, of that and a fan of that. And I was always willing to uh, be the apprentice, have the coach, have the mentor. And I just had some amazing people, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to uh, do a, a very big uh, year-long contract with Infusionsoft, you know, Inc. 500 Infusionsoft. This is in 2008. You know, when they were still, you know, growing, I got to play a big role there. Um, but I got to be connected with people like Michael Gerber of the Ebeth. I got to be connected with people like Jay Conrad Levinson of Gorilla Marketing and became the CEO of Gorilla Marketing. And I yeah, got didn't to, you write a book with him? Got to write a book with yeah. Jay and really ride his his coattails, so to speak. And so people don't talk about the true apprenticeship path anymore, but I'm still a big believer in it. And because mm-hmm. of working with Jay Levinson and being the CEO of Gorilla Marketing, because of working with Michael Levine, a very famous Hollywood publicist, and you know, aligning myself with those guys and learning from those guys, I was really able to you know pick up some torches and carry those things for them. Sure. Yeah, that's great. And some of your accomplishments include you've owned your own. Uh, PR firm in Beverly Hills, yeah. and that PR firm has represented a lot of celebrities. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Uh, at the time that I bought and took it over, it was 58, yeah. uh, but 34 Grammys, 43 New York Times bestseller at the time, and that was yeah. in 2012, 2013, yeah. um, and that was Michael Levine's LCO, Beverly Hills PR company, kind of bought myself a seat at the table, which is you know, another strategy to talk about, you know, too. But yeah, those are great mentors and and great people. I don't talk a lot about the celebrity clients. If I sit here and list out some of those celebrity clients that that I've had a chance to work with or the company represented, Mm -hmm. um, what happens is people hear that and they say, oh, well, that's not me. I can't, I can't do that. You know, sometimes it's better to share the example of like you, Allison, you know, of kind of where just you've come from. Just average person, and, you know. Yeah, average person. <laughs> just, just, you know, I mean, look at me. Look, I mean, if Allison I can, can do it. it. I mean, Jeez. come on now. Yeah. But no, I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you know, you, you kind of are, were a late bloomer in the business world because you focused, you know, on your family first and yeah. you kind of got your kids to a certain age, you know, school, high school, mm-hmm. things like that before you really circled back and started thinking more about, you know, your business and your voice right. and getting people out there. And that's not easy to do. So we kind of laugh at that, but you know, there's a lot of people that would love to duplicate that yeah. success. So the real reason why I had you on the show is I just want you to tell everybody how amazing I am the entire I'm show. I'm doing the best I how can. About how much yeah, I've accomplished. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, I mean, and you've, you've had things where you've actually <clears throat> right. been featured on some pretty major uh, shows throughout the country. What, sure. are, what are some of the shows you've been featured on? 
Uh, we did the Today Show. Uh, I've done, um, I've even done the Today Show in, in Australia, actually. But we've done Fox and Friends. I've done What's Happening Now. Uh, the Five did a whole five, six-minute segment on me. I've done Neil Cavuto. I've done The Doctor Show. You know, I've done a lot of the local networks there in, you know, L.A., Orange County. And, and how many books do you have uh, that have been sold worldwide? How many copies? Well, I like to say between me and Jake Conrad Levinson, <laughs> we've sold 23 million books in 62 languages around yeah. the world. Now, Jake Conrad Levinson's probably sold 22 million, no, I don't know. <laughs> I like to lump that together. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't even really um, keep track, you know, really mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and I try to get people to realize if you're asking yourself, hey, how do I go out and sell a million books? You're really asking the wrong question. Yeah. The right question is, how do I make a million dollars with a book? Yeah. And and that's that's the question that's going to really empower you and get you to where you want to go. You know, books are really door openers. Um, they're great to get you in the media. Yeah. They're great to get you booked on stages. They're great to answer the question, why you, and win over clients. Yeah, well, and here's my, here's my take on books right now, too, is they're so easy to publish and so easy to get mm -hmm. out there that if you're any kind of influence influencer and and you don't have a book it almost hurts you more than um you know than than saying yeah you know i've got a book even if it's not a well-known book yeah you know so yeah. that's that's really interesting and i want to come back to all of that and i i'm really excited for you to share some some nuggets and some tips with the people that are listening and the people that are watching on facebook because you've helped me so much but i want to mm -hmm. share a little bit of my journey and my path with you too and sure. why i'm so excited to have you on here um it was back like you said it was is about four years years ago in fact all these memories are popping up on facebook now about when we first started working yeah. together about four years ago um so probably about four and a half years ago i had a business that was doing fairly well but i started having this growing desire that had been growing for years to reach more people to get out there i felt like i had learned things and had a message that could really change people's lives and i almost felt like in the businesses that i had i was hiding behind the business so like in my reflexology business i was known as the foot lady yeah so nobody really wants to be known as the foot lady plus i was like you know i felt like I would go in and I would teach these classes and they would be about reflexology, they would yeah. be about foot zoning, but it was the life-changing principles behind it that people were coming up saying, my life's changed, I feel like I'm a different right. person, you know, and my relationship's saved, I want to find God again, I want to, you know, I was so depressed before I came to this class, and now I'm feeling on top of the world. And I thought, you know, I'm really doing a disservice to the world if mm -hmm. I'm only teaching this to people who want to, like, touch people's feet, right? Like right. I felt like there was more more to offer. Right. So uh, it was actually at that time when I really started praying and pondering and, and the question I put out there was, how do I share my message with the world? And one day I get this email, I'd been part of this group called the Strong Book Brook Mentoring Network, I had an online course on there, never really done anything besides mm -hmm. hand them my online course. And I would get random emails. And one day I got this email that I just happened to open about a mastermind that was about mm -hmm. five hours away from my house. And um, I didn't even know who was going to be at the mastermind. But you know, and, and I'm sure those of you listening know what I'm talking about, but you get that feeling yeah. where you're like, I've got to do this. Yeah. I've got to go. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I made, I dropped everything, made arrangements, got down to Utah, which was where it was at like one in the morning the night before. I think I actually went to the wrong location. There was some mix up. <laughs> you know, I'm up at seven in the morning. I'm trying to get to this mastermind. <clears throat> and I go to this mastermind and David, you were the one speaking at the mastermind. And as I sat there and listened to you, I remember thinking in my mind, wow, there's something to this. You talked about being an icon in your industry, about being an expert. Some of the things that stood out to me were um, a phrase that now I use a lot when I talk, which is it's not about who you know, but it's about who knows you. Yeah. 
You know, I can know who Oprah is. I can know who, uh, I don't know, Tony Robbins is. But does Tony Robbins know who I am? Does Oprah know who I am? And how would that be different? And at first it was a little bit like I was like, wait, I'm not good enough. I'm not like a celebrity. I can't be this icon. But the more you talked, the more I realized that if I was willing to step out of my comfort zone and do this, maybe I could share my message in the, with the world. But, you know, I walked away from that still thinking, well, who am I to hire you? Who sure. am I to do this? But over the next few weeks, as I sat with it, just this desire and this thought, like, you need to work with David. You need to work with David. So I think I just called you one day and said, hey, I'm ready to work with you. Were you surprised when I called you and said that? Uh, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I mean, you you made your presence felt at the yeah. event. I mean, and you, and you do that. So no, I wasn't I wasn't surprised. Something else that you do really well is you take massive amounts of action. And if I yeah. look at all my most successful clients and I look at, you know, the things they have in common, probably one of the biggest things is, you know, they just they just do it. You yeah. know, you know, you inter- you you pointed out something interesting. You you saw uh, an email. You had a feeling. But more importantly, you took action mm. on that feeling. That's you true. Know, you, you showed up. Um, so, you know, that's not entirely surprising. But, yeah, that's a characteristics of, of very successful people is they, is they take massive amounts of yeah. action. And I think, you know, I was really <clears throat> primed and ready. But once I started working with you, it was amazing to me just within a few weeks. I remember mm-hmm. making this initial investment with you and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is a lot of money. That's a lot of but, money. like, within three weeks, like, <clears throat> immediately I was on uh, your TV show. I was on the cover of, of your magazine. And um, with the, the, the branding help, some of my warm lead lists, started converting and I remember one day I had three people call me and um, all three people bought $6,000 packages and yeah. I, I remember thinking wow is this how this works when you become an icon in your industry you don't have to beg people to work with you they come right. to you and so it was, it was really great and just um you know, I remember a couple other moments. You got me a speaking engagement in Beverly Hills. Yep. And I'd never been to Beverly Hills in my life. I, like, seriously, guys, I'm like Idaho, born and raised, like stay-at-home mom. Right. I remember driving to Beverly Hills and being like, whoa. And I remember, too, when they billed me on that program and said, Allison Larson, renowned intuition expert. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, who's going to tell him I'm not really this <laughs> renowned expert? But uh, then I remember talking to someone saying, you know, them saying, who decides who's the expert? And I thought, I'm just going to show up as this expert. But it just opened up this whole new world to me. And and really, I mean, I think of like all the doors that have been opened, all the people that you've introduced me to. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can trace it back to that decision to, um, you know, go to that mastermind right. that to, to follow through on that prompting or that thought to work with you. So, and, and just the way that you helped me to be able to position myself and word my message so I could share it with the world um, made a world of difference. And, and now, you know, I'm to the point where, you know, I get to, I, I remember being at an event a few months ago, or I guess it was six months ago, I was winning a big award and sitting at this VIP table and looking to my right, Marianne Williamson, and my left, John, John Hoffman, the founder of Priceline, who, or Jeff Hoffman, the founder of Priceline, who's a billionaire, and across the tables, Wesley Snipes, and just thinking, Oh my gosh! <laughs> like yeah. it's still it's crazy to think about. So I, enough about me. I don't want to spend too much more time on my story. But um, I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Or well, you touched on some interesting points mm-hmm. that are kind of at the core of of what we teach. And and there's a big question that everyone's asking themselves. And if you've ever heard me speak, you've you've heard me talk about this because it it's really really important. And it's only a two word question. That cr- question is just why you. Mm-hmm. Why should I hire you instead of someone else? Why should I interview you instead of someone else? Why should I read your book instead of someone else's book? Why should I attend your event instead? Because you know, we also have a, a limited amount of time, a limited yeah. amount of resources. Right. So we have to decide. And 
you know, you need to create a compelling answer and answers to the question, you know, why you? Um, winning awards, writing books, speaking at events, having testimonials, having endorsements, serving on boards of advisors and boards of directors. And, you know, all of these things kind of classify you and categorize you uh, as being somewhat of a celebrity expert. Right. So there is this icon ladder, you know, it starts with respect, it's then it kind of turns mm -hmm. into trust, and it'll evolve into somewhat of a celebrity status. And at the very top, you have that icon status. And a lot of times, you know, people will take that icon word, and it is a big word. Um, and, it, and it does mean a lot, but you can be an icon in your industry, you can be an icon in your neighborhood, you can mm -hmm. be an icon, you know, in your area of expertise. And by doing that, it just it, it opens doors. Well, and, and there's something that I want to bring up, too, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't want to make it all about being famous. That's not what's important to me. But I will bring this up. And actually, I actually mm -hmm. want to bring somebody on um, just before break as we go. But because I have that expert status, I'm able to help so many more people yeah. and influence the world in <clears throat> such a bigger way. In fact, uh, somebody who has, um, because of the influence that you helped me have, I got connected with, who has now been connected with you and also has worked with you. Uh, her name's Lori Richens. She does our Family First segment. She'll be on again the second segment. But Lori, uh, are you there? I am. I would love to just, uh, you, you know, about 30 seconds to hear you know some of the some of your thoughts on this because um one of my favorite moments was watching Lori stand on stage just before les brown at a big event in burbank california um the weekend of the how was get academy awards and golden globes mixed up but one of those big fancy <laughs> things and and just watching you and you are actually a mother of seven from idaho too so so Lori, what are your what do you feel inspired to to share or uh your thoughts on this? Well, I think it's really important. It was mentioned and alluded to earlier, the importance of following intuition and following those instincts. And I had very much a clear um, prompting clarity that came to me that I needed to work with you. And then you connected me with David. And it was one of those moments I still remember sitting in that first conference. It was almost mm -hmm. exactly a year ago. Mm -hmm. And um, just quietly typing on my computer. And while I was listening to David, um, he's not uh, an over-elaborate presenter. He's just very practical and very sensible. And, and I knew that when I was listening to him, it, it just made sense to me. And I felt like I could step into that. And he would help me very successfully on my journey, which he has. So it's important, yes, to be still enough to just listen to those feelings and then go where you're directed to go. So it'll make your journey a lot less complex. I love that. And I've loved watching you, Lori, to, to begin to shine and to you to use your genius and share your wisdom with the world. So thank you so much for that. So when we come back from break, we're going to hear more from Lori on our Family First segment. Um, I'm hoping David will share some tips with everybody that's listening or watching right now. Um, those things that he's shared with me, that he shared with Lori, that helped us to be able to uh, reach the world and have a greater impact in a bigger way. So when we come back, more with David Fagan. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get ready for High Vibe In It with hosts Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibe In It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, today's guest uh, that we have on today is Mr. David T. Fagan. He is one of my uh, first mentors and coaches in this business that I'm in now, uh, really helped me to become an icon in my industry. He's here. So thankful you're here. You're sharing your wisdom and wealth of knowledge with us today on the show. We've got um, our family first segment coming up in a minute here with Lori. But before we get started with that, David, I was hoping you could share some things for those that are listening that they really just feel this desire to leave their legacy. They want to, They maybe they have this burning desire that they have this message to share with the world, but they're not sure how do they get out there? How do they become an expert in their industry? How do they get people to listen to them? One of, In fact, one of my uh, things that you say that I always love to say is, do you ever feel like you're the world's best kept secret? Yeah. So for those people that are feeling right now like the world's best kept secret, what would you advise that they do? Well, yeah, you want to earn, earn, you want to earn social proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to earn testimonials. You want to earn endorsements. You know, you want to earn these types of things. And testimonials and endorsements probably are the easiest way to start. So if you're just getting going and you're looking um, for something worthy to kind of put out into the universe. Um, getting other people to say good things about you is is a great way to go. And I know that's kind of tough for people. Well, I not if you're that, a words of affirmation person like me. I'm like, you just bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people all the time that there is something called the humility myth, right? Mm-hmm. And the humility myth is just, hey, if I just keep doing good and I just keep showing up and if I just keep, 
you know, you know, putting my talents to good use that eventually someone will recognize me. And that, that's what good people do, right? Um, they just, they wait for that to happen. That, that's the humility myth. And that is how you become the world's best kept secret. Yeah. And you really can't do that. And I think the, the thing that's really hard for some people is to feel like, well, I got to go out there and brag about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not actually the case at all. I, I don't ever recommend to people they need to go out and brag to, to everybody about themselves. The trick is, the idea is, is to get other people to brag mm-hmm. about you and brag for you. And so, you know, one of the things that you need to do is is not just be worthy of compliments, okay? Step one, be worthy of compliments. But step two, become aware when people are giving you these compliments so that you can follow up with step three. Wow, thank you so much. Is there any way I could capture that on video? It would really help me help other people. So one, give, serve, and share so that you are worthy of compliments. Two, become aware when someone is giving you that compliment. And three, right there on the spot when that compliment is being given to you to say the scripted line of, wow, thank you so much. That means the world to me. Is there any way I could capture that on video? It really helped me help other yeah. people. And there's some other steps well, that well, how follow do you, that. How do, you, how do you share that? Just one, <clears throat> one further step, because here's, here's the hang up that I think, you know, just that I um, might have struggled with if I didn't already know what you're teaching. I'm just like thinking about maybe what people are thinking about. I was like, yeah, it's great to capture this. And I think that's great advice and great tips. But once you capture that, what do you do? Do you just like post on Facebook and be like, hey, Absolutely. here's somebody saying something really nice about me? How do you, how do you position that? Exactly like that, you know. Um, I brought down my book, uh, Word Genius here, which is showing up backwards there in your camera. But anyways, Word Genius here, and I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. It was amazing that Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank, um, he actually said in my book, and this is kind of cool, I thought, he said that he wished everybody who had ever appeared to him on Shark Tank had first read my oh, book. Oh, wow, yeah. Wasn't that cool that he said that? Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's it. I mean, that oh, was so the that's testimonial. What you, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying, I'm saying, hey, isn't it cool that this person that said that? Isn't it so okay. nice of them to say that yeah. about me? Um, but yeah, that, that. that's, that is what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, here's another testimonial, you know, and post it onto social media. Um, but no, you post them on your website, you post them on your social media, you might put them in your auto signature of your email, you know, you put them in your books, um, you know, you share them, you put them in your slides, you put them <laughs> in your presentation. You're not trying to make them more than what they really are, but, um, and maybe you're even summarize them when you share them. But testimonials, after so many, I mean, how can so many people be wrong? Now, there's so much more to it than that. But I think if you're just getting started, that's the quickest way to do it. And let me just add one other thing. When you're working with someone, be working for that testimonial. You know, you might even set the expectation. I've worked for some big people early on, 10, 15 years ago, where I told them, look, I'll discount what you pay me. Um, I'll even work for free at times. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, just to get that testimonial, knowing that if I have a testimonial from this person, what might that mean to my business? Yeah, I love that. And I think that a lot of people struggle with the humility myth. And I think this is really, really great information to be able to learn how to do this. I know when I first got started, that was one of my biggest challenges. I have people say really nice things and be like, I feel so good right now. I wish everybody knew about this. I'm like, Oh, wait, I need to capture that on video. And I have to say with the word genius, okay, I have to take just a moment here because I am so honored. I actually am in the forward of word genius. 
And um, you're in the special thanks. This, right this before was the so forward. amazing. I want to I want to read. I want to read this. Yeah, the special thanks before the forward. Yeah, I'm so important. I'm before the forward. I come first. It says. And special thanks to Allison Larson, who went from great client of mine to great coach of mine. She went above and beyond helping me evolve my ideas into this easy-to-take-action-on book you see before you now. So thank you so much, David. And was that a good way to share a testimonial from you? I just implemented <laughs> sure. what you learned. See, I take action right away. But I really, really do appreciate that. And it was really fun um, to to uh, see the creation of this book and have you bring your genius to the world. Um I want to I want to go now, and uh, we have actually Lori Richens on for our family first segment. As I mentioned in the first segment of our show, Lori is actually a client of yours. Uh, Lori reached out to me on Facebook. I was able to to have her on my show and to work with her. And then I said, "Hey, Lori, I really think that would be awesome if you got to know David." She ended up hiring and working mm-hmm. with you to help her get her message out to the world. So it's really a special pleasure to have you on okay, today. Okay, wait a second, though. I okay. have to interrupt you. Okay. Okay, please. We can be very competitive, me and you, Allison. Yeah. People probably don't know that about us. Yeah. But I want you we to. We play basketball I, and stuff, and I beat him. I, I want sometimes. everyone to know that yeah. once again, I am the winner because I have been to Lori Richens' house not once, but twice. Now, how many times have you been to Lori Richens' yeah. house? Zero times. But would you okay. even know Lori if it wasn't for me? That's true. Okay. I do. There know you go. Lori. See, I don't know. I, I think that's I a trump the card. contest on that. It is true, but I want you all to know if we're talking <laughs> about competition, I have beaten David at basketball. Just so you know. And it's all about positioning because he's probably beaten me 998 times, but I've beaten him twice. Okay. Okay. Sorry, right. Laurie. Laurie. We, we don't want to throw you off, but we just wanted to you know, show off on who really knows Laurie better and who's the better friend of Laurie's. And also who's better at basketball, but you know that's debatable. Okay, okay. Laurie, go ahead. <laughs> and I've invited you to our home, Allison, and you're welcome anytime. But yeah, oh, Lori so came to the reception beyond. of my daughter. Lori came to the wedding reception. I did. I came to support, but I've also okay, been to David's wedding. So. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That trumps. Okay. Go ahead, Lori. I'm sorry. I'm going to be quiet now. Oh, no. I'm just so thrilled to be on the show today, especially because when I found out David was going to be the, the um, guest, it actually brought me back to a moment when uh, I was in Utah at that very first conference that I attended with him, and I happened to be pulled out of the conference so I could visit with him privately out in the, in the hallway or out at a booth. And uh, we just had a very warm conversation. He's a very good listener, David. You're very good at kind of getting the heartbeat of what somebody's trying to say and giving good feedback. And you actually gave a little bit of counsel that I'm going to apply to um, my spotlight segment today. So, Allison, are we ready to just go with that? I am so ready, Lori. Awesome. Well, you kind of brought the topic up of basketball. And, of course, that's been uh, a very centered focus in our family of late. And I want to share a lesson that I've learned that's been really important for me as a mom, because not only am I a mom of seven children, but I'm a professional mentor. And so I have to get feedback from the people with whom I work to find out, am I succeeding? Am I moving forward successfully? What do I need to change? And sometimes the best advice I get is from my children. So Uh, if we were to talk about bragging about our accomplishments, the thing that I'm most proud that I've been able to accomplish is that I came from a very fractured background and I've been able to create this successful, really sturdy, strong family of my own and I help others to do the same. But my daughter Lily is uh, quite an athlete and uh, basketball is her passion and she was 
really hoping as a senior that she would be the most valuable player in the league. And, and Allison, you're aware of this, and David, that um, she's now had two major knee injuries, and that has mm. pretty much stripped her of her senior year in basketball. And um, it's just been devastating for her. And so uh, I asked her one day, um, I asked her, Lily, what is it that I'm saying that works for you? What is it that's helping you? And what is it that I do that may not be as helpful? So last Tuesday, she had her first game where she sat on the bench supporting her team. And at the end of the game, she came up to the stands where I was waiting for her. And she just fell into my arms and she wept. And she said that was one of the hardest things she's ever had to do to just allow the game to unfold and know that she wasn't playing. And so I held her for a bit, and she said on the way home, she literally pulled in the church parking lot, in our church parking lot, turned the volume up, and just screamed her head off in the car. She Mm -hmm. was just in so much anguish. She just needed to have that release. So when she came home, I did what I normally do as a mom, as a mentor, and I I tried to give her some counsel that would be helpful and would be... um, productive for her. And so when I later asked this question, what works for you and what doesn't? And she said, Mom, when you are available for me to just step into you and put my head on your shoulder or on your chest and you hold me, she said, that really helps. And then she said, if you give me advice too soon, when I'm in that kind of grief when I'm in mm-hmm. that kind of pain, she said, I cannot take it in. Yeah. And she said, later, I can start thinking about it and kind of apply that in my life. But in that moment, I can't really hear what you're saying. And it reminded me of something David had said that very first day he and I had met. And David, you said, you need to allow people to stay in the struggle. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that, David? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so David, you are someone that can move mountains, and I like to help my children inspire them to action and help them to move mountains as well. But sometimes those mountains just do not move. So what can we do as parents to help them in that moment? So my son also has, he's 19, and he just had a really disappointing, challenging experience happen with him. And uh, he's had multiple concussions, and he's been uh, serving a mission for, for his church, and He had to come home twice now, and he's not going to be able to return because these symptoms have been so prevalent. And so when I was pondering and reflecting, trying to figure out how I can help him, we as mothers have very strong insights, very strong intuition, and we need to rely on our inspiration. And the feeling that I had was very clear that this mountain was not going to move for our son. Mm -hmm. And he is one that has tremendous willpower. And in this moment, I knew that it was not about my son's willpower. This was about surrendering to God's will. And he has moved mountains in the past, and so has my daughter. And sometimes that's the gift that you get to have in life, but other times the mountains are going to remain. And when they do, we need to stay with them in the struggle, and we need to give them eventually the perspective of a future moment, a future time when they can look to something that will be favorable for them. But 
allow them the struggle. Don't make it about us as parents because we want their suffering to stop so our suffering will stop as well. Mm -hmm. So when we want to inspire our children to action, make sure it's at the right time. Make sure they can hear it and allow them to know that sometimes that mountain is not going to move and you just need to be still and surrender. And that's when peace comes. So yeah. that's my message for the day. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Lori. And I, I think that is a beautiful reminder. And and that that makes me think of a couple of things that I wanted to bring up on the show uh, with you too as well, David, because uh, Lori talked about these mountains that her children are moving. And sometimes life doesn't always go the way we think it's going to go. And, and I think that there are some certain challenges that come with being well-known. Mm-hmm. There are certain mountains that maybe we don't even perceive. I remember, uh, you know, starting out this journey and, and not even being able to foresee uh, not only the greatness that would come and the amazing amounts of fulfillment, but also some of the heartache and struggle that come as you reach more people, as you share your message with the world. So um, I was hoping that you could share, because you also have another book that I'm a huge fan of that talks about your personal journey, that talks a little bit you know, about some of the inspiration and the things that you've learned. First of all, my question to you would be, what do you think is the biggest challenge or struggle that the mountain that somebody faces uh, when they're growing their business, when they start to reach more people and when they really become an icon in their industry? Well, scaling it is is really difficult. But to tie in what Lori's saying with what you're saying and what we're all talking about is, you know, we don't really know what we're capable of until we have to know what we're capable of. And one of the interesting things that, that Lori is experiencing and she knows quite well is, although she would like to rescue her kids, and sometimes we even want to rescue our clients, um, there isn't always as much wisdom in that. And that's why God doesn't always rescue us, you know, right away either, because it's important for us to learn really what, what we're capable of. And there is a lot of talk about, as coaches and consultants, how do we get more clients and, you know, how do we, you know, help them grow their business. But sometimes we look past the more important personal growth and spiritual growth and, uh, than, than just the professional growth. And there is a lot of decision-making that happens. And one of the best things that you can do as a coach, as somebody helping somebody else in their life, is to know when to give them advice and to know when to give them support and to know when to rescue them a little bit and when to let them stay in the struggle. And that was something that I said to Lori that kind of stood out with her because there's a lot of magic that happens you know, in the struggle. Mm-hmm. And so when we save people, we're kind of stealing that magic away from them. We're kind of stealing the opportunity for them to learn what they're really capable of and what their full potential is. And I think that that's something that we've all experienced a certain amount. And that's one of the things that drives me crazy the most. We talk about some of the different books that I've written. Um, One of the things I talk about in some of these books is, you know, parents who really are constantly rescuing their kids and bailing out their kids and let's pay for college and let's pay for this and let's do that for them. And, you know, and now, now you've got this new term in society called snowflake, right? You've got all these college kids mm, who have yeah. an unending amount of depression and more people that are taking medication. And I'm not saying they don't need medication. I'm just saying that, you know, some of these things happen because we don't let them find out what they're capable of. We don't let our clients, we don't let our kids, 
you know, we don't let them struggle a little bit, which is where the growth is at. Yeah, I 100% agree. So um, what, <clears throat> just a question for you, what have been, uh, maybe just focus on one, what's been one of your biggest uh, personal struggles? And what did you do to be able to overcome that and, uh, and, and, and really use that to your advantage to, to grow and be strong. What, thinking back over you know, your lifetime, you've had all these major accomplishments, but mm-hmm. I think people look at you sometimes and they think, oh, wow, he's got it all, or this must just have been a piece of cake. You know, he didn't sure. even graduate from high school and he's you know, owned this PR firm at Beverly Hills and he's got all these great books sure. and he helps all these people have bestsellers. And he, you know, I mean, what, I would love for you just to open up and say what what has been a struggle that you've dealt with. Sure. Well, many times we do something and then this good, positive thing happens. And so then we seemingly tie whatever good thing happened to whatever it is we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in my life, you know, I would work hard. And because I would work hard, Um, good things would happen. So then I would tie my success to the hours that I would put in in the office. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that's been really a trial for me is I was like, well, I will work hard and I will play hard. And sometimes that meant time away from my family and time away from my kids. And in my mind, oh, I will make that up by showing up, you know, a lot of time during a few days or a lot of time during a few weeks. And then I might be gone again for a couple of weeks or gone again a lot. And so one of the things that was really personally hard for me is to realize that there is no award for the person who works the most hours. And although great things came from quote unquote working hard, there is more of a focus that's needed on productivity versus being busy. Everyone we talk to, I'm busy, I'm so busy. Yeah, but are you productive? Are you doing good things with the time? Mm. And that was a real personal trial for me because um, there was heartache in my family. There was heartache in my personal life. There were heartache in my beliefs. Things got out of balance. And I think probably one of the hardest personal struggles for all of us busy people and even product productivity, productive people is, you know, where do we spend our time and how do we balance mm. things out? And um, you know, I look back at, uh, you know, things in business and in life and, you know, it's easy to second guess how we spent our time and wonder, well, did I really need to do that? Could I have done it differently? Could I have accomplished the same thing another way? And uh, that'll probably always haunt me a little bit, but it has made me grow and be better. Well, you know, I think for me, one of my struggles has been FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And especially as I was growing my business, you know, at first it was such a struggle to find opportunities. And I was so grateful when mm-hmm. I finally got a speaking spot or <clears throat> did this or that. And then, you know, once I, I started working with you and once I started getting more out there, it seemed like I had more opportunities than I could say yes to. But I wanted to say yes to everything yeah, because can. I was still in the <laughs> mentality of when's the next one going to come and, and that struggle. And it was really interesting for me. I had an interesting awareness last weekend. I shared a little bit of it with you yesterday. But, um, you know, I was invited to speak at an event and, and participate. And and I would have just really had to get like no sleep, which I've done before, to go to this event and to participate. And, you know, my flight got canceled. Like crazy things were happening. And, and it just got to the point where, you know, I had a decision to make, and it was basically like, you know, I give up my personal health and some time with with people that I really care about and love to go and you know meet somebody who's kind of famous, 
and speak on stage or to take care of myself and to spend some time with people I love. And it was interesting because to, just to get specific about this, you know, I had an opportunity to meet Richard Dreyfus and, um, you know, this, uh, a lady from En Vogue. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there are these celebrities. It would be so fun to speak at this this event and on the stage. And and um, what I chose instead was to, to get some sleep and to take care of myself and to go um, watch a play that, um, you know, Gerald's kids were in and just seeing their smiles after the play and being able to know that, you know, I was there supporting them sure. was so much more <laughs> rewarding to me. And although I still had these little thoughts of, well, gosh, I'm missing out on this big opportunity, it, in the long run, I was really centered and happy in, in my decision to do that. And and I think it's just in those moments I thought, you know, nothing can replace this opportunity to to be at this event to witness those smiles and you know always have a chance to to meet another celebrity or to speak on another mm. stage so i think it is finding well, that balance and, and let's let's put context to that cuz i know you say celebrity i know you say famous and i yeah. think what people can hear is oh allison has fun hanging out with famous you know celebrity people and i and that, and i know you better so i know that that's not really the case um you know, there are people who have been successful and we are students of success and we love to hear the stories of what got people to where. And we are also, um, we know the power of proximity. We know the power of connection. So, you know, for you to be able to meet some of these people, that's very good for your business. I I know firsthand that, you know, you've met all kinds of people and, you know, you don't really care about saying that you met one more person, but it is very good for your business, Mm -hmm. for your speakers coalition. It's very good for your clients when you can connect more people. So I think it's, I think it's worth underlining that, you know, as well. Well, thank you for bringing that out. And uh, Joy says, instead of FOMO, it should be JOMO, (laughs) joy of missing out. Okay. So yeah, I had a Jomo moment. I had the joy of missing out to create something else I wanted. I love that joy. We have to get that in your Um, book there. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think it's just really valuable to bring up. And one of the things that I know that you're doing and that I've found a lot of, um, I I found a lot of passion about doing too, and we've done some things together (laughs) and some things differently, but is bringing together groups of entrepreneurs and groups of people who have had certain success in their life to help create that support system and that place where we can talk about things like you and I are talking about, not only business ideas to be able to help grow your business, but also like personal struggles that we go through. And it's really interesting to me as I've kind of increased my power proximity, as I've, as I've met a lot of people um, all doing amazing things. And, you know, I just was able to, to facilitate and, and, be able to participate in a retreat where there were some amazing people there. There's one guy, he his YouTube channel gets 300 million views per month. Another person who is a world-renowned uh, hypnotherapist, another person who has one of the top 50 podcasts in the world and has interviewed people like Simon Sinek and Marianne Williamson. And, and bringing all these incredible people together, what I realized was that despite success, I mean, we, we can all share tips for success, we all have personal needs and struggles too. And sometimes when you are uh, successful in business, your unique your struggles are unique to you and getting together with people who can not only support you to grow your business, but also to support you in your personal life and say, you know what, I understand what you're going through. And mm-hmm. I get that. I get that struggle. There's a real power in that. And one of the things that you actually are creating and have created are these JV summits, right. joint venture summits. And I know that that's one of your, um, one of the things that you want people 
to get out of that is that the connection. Could you explain a little bit more about your driver behind creating <clears throat> sure. those summits and those opportunities for people and, to connect? And again, that's that's really where we met. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those mastermind yeah, JV summits. Um, yeah, look, uh, there is a need for us to connect with good people and to be mm -hmm. able to kind of give the elevator speech, but more importantly, to be able to just sort of feel people out. Yeah. And um, digital is good, social media is good, but it can't replace kind of that face-to-face, -face, you know, need. So yeah, we do these JV sales summits, and there's a website, JV Sales Summit com that people can go to. And we do these uh, events several times a year. Uh, did it in uh, Tampa earlier this year, mm -hmm. LA earlier this year, Arizona earlier this year. Um, we've got another one coming up January 6th, 7th, and 8th in Phoenix, mm -hmm. Arizona. And it's half master classes and half master mining at these JV summits. So somebody yeah. teaches and trains. And then, you know, we're all in our round table, you know, group. So there's anywhere from 10 to 15 tables with four to seven people per table. And everyone's going around the table saying, hey, here's what's working for me. Or in another session, here's what's not working for me. Here's what I do. Here's what I don't do. Mm -hmm. And people are just sharing, you know, and um, there's a lot of success that comes out of that. Yeah, I really like that. And when you say success, there's been, you know, I've I'd seen some romantic success, too. I remember we actually just had someone get married. <laughs> that met at one of the JV events that we'd done together. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun. That's actually where, you know, I'd already known Gerald, but that's where, you know, Gerald and I first, I think, connected, like, romantically. It was probably at that at a JV summit that yes. we were doing in L.A. So, yes. hey, if you're looking for romantic connections, too, there's more than that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's definitely not a we relationship do, thing, but We do speed networking, <laughs> and sometimes speed networking turns into speed dating, but that is not the intention of the event. But hey, I mean, if you know, there's good people there. So hey. no, but it's been really cool to see what's <laughs> happened, and, and that's why I love JV events. That's why I love masterminds, is because people get together and and suddenly sure. you're working with people, or you're doing webinars with people, or people are pinning each other in each other's radio shows, or TV shows, or stages, or and it's just this way to just really that power of proximity to really gather around people that that have um, some of the things and solutions you're looking for. And you know what? There's two ways that you can learn. I will say you can learn by counsel or by consequence. And which way would you rather learn? Would you rather yeah. find somebody who's been really successful mm -hmm. and figure out how they did it so that you can do it that way? Or would you rather just keep, you know, having failures and then successes and failures and successes? I mean, you can do it that way. But every single person that I've ever talked to or interviewed on the show who I consider extremely successful always says the same thing. And it's, I mean, maybe in different ways, but it's too, too, I mean, the gist of what they're saying is find somebody who's had success in what you're doing mm -hmm. or find somebody that, um, that, that knows success in the industry and yeah. talk to them, figure out what's going on. So this is an opportunity to really talk with people. So I love that. I love what you're doing. If there's one thing that you take away from the show, you know, this is how I met David is follow your intuition take action on it and surround yourself with people who can change your life. Yeah. I met uh, Lori Richens through an events like that, yeah, the yeah, too. Yeah. Diane Higby, mm -hmm. who we're wrapping up a book for right yeah, now. Yeah, Diane was on like here that. earlier, by the way, hop on and vote on her Anise, book cover. Anise Acker, who yeah. we're doing some big things yeah. with and partnership with. And I, I originally and met her at a mastermind I was attending, yeah. and then I think I invited her, and she yeah. came to one of my masterminds, and she came to one of your... Yeah, Anise uh, is amazing. She's come yeah. to several of my events, and now we're yeah. doing some huge things together. We're doing her book. We're doing some yeah. 
partnership stuff together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if we sit here and just go back through the through the list, joy, I mean, joy, joy, same thing. joy. We actually met at um, it's at the funeral for Steve, mm-hmm. and so met yeah, her on Robin. Yeah, you know Robin yeah. uh, Scott, who did yeah. her book. She, we met her at an event that yeah. you introduced me to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the list just goes on. And Marlena, you were yes. working with Dr. Marlena first, yes. and brought her to an event here in Arizona, actually, yes. and met met her that way. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So it's true. this Power this proximity. is what happens at these events. As our clients find client clients, um, we find joint venture partners, mm-hmm. we find referral friends. Some people yeah. call these affiliates, but I like to call them referral friends. Um, you know, so if you're looking for more referral friends, if you're looking for more people to send you business, to work with you, more people to share who you are and what you do, um, then one of our JV sales summits could be a good good event for you. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's jvsalessummit.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one coming up here in Phoenix. Definitely check that out. Uh, and there's people that travel from all over. You don't have to be from Phoenix. Yeah, we had uh, Johnny Cooper from Johnny Hates Marketing from the UK come yeah. out. Uh, Ari Taub, who I met through you, come down from Canada. Several mm-hmm. people from Canada, several people from UK. We had some people come up uh, I mean, from all over. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so David... If uh, hopefully, you know, everybody will come to that JV event, I will be there. I'm not going to miss it. But if you can't come to the JV event, or even if you want to find out more about David before you come, how can people get your book? How can people find out more about you? Yeah. So I'll do something special for for your people. I'm going to give out my email address and maybe we'll even type it in. Everybody who emails me today, I'll send you an electronic copy of the yes. of the book. This is, of course, the you know the hardback edition. I'll either give you a way to get the hardback version, or I'll just give you the ebook, you know, mm-hmm. for free. Um, I'll also give you a way to get a discounted VIP ticket to the event through Allison, or even a free ticket not not a free VIP ticket, but a free general audience ticket or a discounted VIP ticket. So I'm just going to give my email, and I'll, I'll give a bunch of goodies. Um, also on the website, you can get my cracking the icon code book for free oh, as yeah, well. That's awesome. So that's awesome all book. that's all a JV sales. That talks about how to become out. the icon in your industry. Yeah, absolutely. So my email is dfaganbusiness at gmail.com. Dfaganbusiness at gmail.com. And um, some people say, oh, David, I'm always emailing David at davidtfagan.com. Well, that's another one of my emails, david at davidtfagan.com. So I don't want to throw it off. I don't want you to think that you've been emailing the wrong person. I get people who say that from the media. Uh, but dfaganbusiness at gmail.com is the one that's hooked up to my phone. I'll see it the fastest. I will give you information about a discounted VIP ticket. I'll give you information on how to get a free mm-hmm. ticket. I'll give you uh, some books, um, all just through <laughs> Allison's show. So just make sure when you email me, hey, I saw you on Allison's show. Give me everything. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for giving everything to my audience, David. <clears throat> yes. uh, really a huge pleasure to have you on. It's always it's always just such a pleasure. And I think when you work with somebody for a long time, maybe, you know, I, I don't express this enough, but really, really grateful for you and for the huge impact you've made in my life. And thankful for Lori uh, that you could be on and share that family first segment. Lori, you always bring such a spirit of family and of love and generosity to these shows. Uh, hopefully you can join us again next week where we'll have more people on that have that have transformed their lives and are working to transform the lives of other people. I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Thank 
you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.